Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, we all know what the main story is today. I have uh, worked all my life to try and uh, create opportunities for people to fight against racism and intolerance. Uh, And I can just uh, stand here and say that I made a a mistake uh, when I was younger and I wish I hadn't. I should have known better then, uh, but I didn't and I did it and I am deeply sorry for it. Uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's mea culpa, uh, that was on his uh, campaign plane last evening when the story broke uh, about the blackface, and you've heard the explanations, I guess, over and over again about uh, the uh, Arabian Nights theme, etc., etc., etc. Then, of course, we found out that there was a second incident uh, when he was in a talent show uh, when he was younger and uh, sang uh, the Harry Belafonte song, Deo, uh, again, in blackface. Now Global News has... uh, told us that there is a third incident. They have obtained a video, uh, and they have confirmed that it is indeed a third incident. Now, the Prime Minister hasn't commented on this third one yet, but we do want to to cover this from a, n- a number of different angles today. Uh, this obviously broke in Time magazine. They broke the news yesterday that there was indeed a photograph of Justin Trudeau in brown face at a function at a school in which he taught. Says he's pissed off with himself and says he takes this fully, fully seriously and takes full responsibility. Well, we don't know where this is going to fall, and there's going to be some serious implications, you would think. So uh, a number of different folks we're going to talk to in the next little while to try to get some perspective on this. Uh, First of all, we welcome to the program Mustafa Farouk, who is the executive director of the National Council of Canadian Muslims, joining us here on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Mr. Farouk, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. What was your your reaction when you heard this story yesterday? Well, I mean, uh, first of all, uh, you know, we were you know, deeply displeased to, to see, I mean, to, to put it lightly, to see the picture of the Prime Minister, um, you know, in blackface slash brownface. Uh, you know, it heartens, it harkens back to a history of racism and to an Orientalist mythology, uh, which is obviously unacceptable. Um, and that's why we called on the Prime Minister to apologize. And we are happy that he has apologized. Um, it's going to be up to each and every Canadian to determine how they feel about that apology, though. Uh, your comments, though, I want to ask you about the apology itself, because I'm, I'm, and again, I'm just looking at some of the things I've seen on social media over the last eight or twelve hours, I guess, really, uh, since I've been perusing this, uh, and a lot of them are saying, "Well, the, po- the apology is just that's a political apology; it's insincere." Do you do you take the apology at, at face value, or do you think there has to be more? I mean, the reality is that uh, Canadians and Canadian Muslims have many different perspectives on it, right? There are many folks who don't think that it's sincere. There are many Canadian Muslims who think that the apology should be taken at face value in the, in the context of the fact that the picture took place, you know, many, many years ago, or the incident took place many, many years ago. So I think every person is going to have to decide for themselves to what extent do they accept this apology. Um, you know, it's not, you know, uh, our prerogative to decide that. As an anti-racism organization that focuses on civic engagement and civil liberties, our job is to decry, uh, you know, racism, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, where we find it. Um, and having done that, uh, you know, it's up to Canadians to decide the next piece. What are your views on the Prime Minister now? I mean, this was a, a, a gentleman, Mr. Trudeau, who was a champion for a lot of the things you've just talked about. And, and you know, we've seen that with immigration policies, with a number of different speeches that he's made, etc. Has, has, has this incident uh, changed your opinion of him, changed your perspective on, on, on Mr. Trudeau? So we're a nonpartisan organization. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know, we, you know, we don't have any particular perspective to endorse, you know, any political leader. 
uh, including the the prime minister. Our job is to call, you know, on all organizations, all parties, all employers, every Canadian to commit to fighting, you know, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, racism in every context. Uh, and it's important to note that, like, you know, when when you know the prime minister is not sort of alone in you know without a context, right? Like, there's you know challenges with racism and Islamophobia across Canada. Uh, and it's important that each and every party leader recognizes that and it takes ownership over that. Uh, whether that means that, you know, leader Andrew Scheer removes Gata Malik in Mississauga Streetsville, who, you know, shared views from the Clarion Project, which is designated as a hate organization by the Southern Poverty Law Center, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, any variety of things. Uh, you know, it's important that uh, every every political party is taking ownership for racism, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, what have you, uh, you know, during this election. Does this incident, or I guess now it's a series of incidents, uh, does this put that issue and the issues you've just talked about here, Mustafa, back on the front burner? I mean, it's an election. People are going to be talking about issues. Uh, They weren't talking about those things, notwithstanding the fact that they still exist in this country. Uh, Does this shine a light on, on the issues and the problems that we should be dealing with here? I mean, I think we as an organization, we've been trying to shine a light on it for, for a long time. Uh, you know, whether that's in our fight against Bill 21, which is obviously a piece of legislation in Quebec, which, you know, mandates second-class citizenship for Quebecers. It means that a Jewish man wearing a kippah can't be allowed to become a teacher. Uh, it's a shameful piece of legislation uh, that is unfortunately just become part of policy. Uh, and that's why, you know, we as an organization, we believe all Canadians have a duty to stand up for civil liberties, to stand up for the rights of all Canadians, to stand up for a more inclusive society. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, because there was a reticence on behalf of, I think, all the party leaders to even talk about Bill 21. Uh, does does this incident now with the, the Prime Minister and, and, the, and the brown face, does that put it back in public consciousness? Is it going to force the, the all, everybody, not just the Prime Minister himself, but others, to address that issue? We are calling on each and every political party leader to clearly and consistently condemn Bill 21. Uh, you know, it's an important piece of legislation. There's no business being on the books in Canadian law uh, in uh, in 2019. Uh, and, it, you know, we think that during this election, every politician should clearly and consistently be condemning Bill 21. Well, will uh, be fascinating to watch just how everybody is going to be responding to this. Obviously, the incident uh, has evoked a great deal of criticism from uh, the opposition uh, leaders, and, and we're certainly going to pay attention to what they're going to be saying today. Uh, can you put something like this behind you? I mean, you, you called for immediately when the story broke last night, as you mentioned, uh, the National Council of Canadian Muslims called for an apology. He did issue an apology on that. How difficult is it to move on and simply say, okay, fine, let's let's put that behind us and move forward? Um, again, that's something that all Canadians are going to have to decide. You know, we as an organization, we believe that the path for redemption is open for anyone. That's you know, very much in line with our Muslim belief, um, that forgiveness is always possible if it's sincere and if the apology and the, the, the hurt that's been caused has been turned towards the affected communities. Um, obviously, you know, we at, at the National Council of Canadian Muslims, we are, a, you know, one group. But, you know, sincere apologies that are offered to people with a recognition of what is going to be done to ameliorate the hurt, I think the door has to be open for everyone. And we, we make that same sort of position across the board for every political leader, 
uh, for every political candidate. A very busy day today, Mustafa. Thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate your input here. Thank you very much. Take care. That's uh, Mustafa Farouk, who is the executive director of the National Council of Canadian Muslims. Uh, we continue our coverage, though, with the, the incident, the brownface incident. I'm not quite sure what kind of a moniker they're going to put on this, but obviously uh, it's going to have severe ramifications in a number of different ways. Uh, joining us right now is Emil Joseph, who is an assistant professor at School of Social Work at McMaster University. Emil, thank you for jumping in today. Really appreciate you hopping on the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, this is a, a very fluid story. I mean, when, when we were starting to plan for this and to find out how we were going to do our coverage on this, obviously we were dealing with the, 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 the brown face uh, picture, the Aladdin uh, costume, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now we find out that there's not a second and now a third incident like this. What, what, give me your reaction to, as, as this is evolving. Uh, I think a lot of people are experiencing shock um, and hurt. Uh, we have an example where um, people are worried about the impacts of these images and uh, leadership that is um, not accountable, not taking accountability um, for the impacts that these images have uh, on the affected communities. I think I feel like a, a sense of fear and anger and sadness, um, a bunch of things that I've experienced through my life. And uh, in this moment, you you feel a sense of mistrust that uh, when the prime minister uh, engages in such acts, is there trust or an ability to respond to uh, historical and systemic issues of racism that we experience as humiliation on a daily basis in education and healthcare, um, in, in, in policing, um, and, and that sense of mistrust, as well as the abject humiliation attached to this, I think people are still reeling from, um, and, and that needs to be accounted for first. I got an email from a gentleman who identified himself as a man of color uh, earlier this morning who said he felt betrayed by this. Uh, can, is that a legitimate uh, reaction to, to what we've seen? I think so. I think if um, it's unknown and people trust that their leader is looking out for their interests and has an ability to respond to um, racism in historical context, then there would be an appreciation um, that this kind of humiliation uh, on black and indigenous and people of color um, through brownface and blackface uh, affects them and affects how we might interpret one's ability to um, advance those goals, those goals of countering uh, racism at a, at a federal level. And when we don't have that information and this stuff comes out, definitely betrayal is, is, is amongst those feelings. When trust is broken, and and I th I think that's a pretty safe assumption at this stage, and and not just among you know Muslims, Jews. I, I mean, uh, you've mentioned a number of different groups here that have been impacted by this and have reacted to this as well. But when that trust between a, a political leader and 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 those communities is broken, how difficult is it to reestablish that? Um, I I believe it it um, needs to be engaged in a way that begins from an honest communication of uh, complicity in in racism. Um, 
And I didn't experience that from what I've seen so far in terms of apologies. They seem to belittle the act, uh, has placed them in the past, and not recognize the impacts. Uh, whereas one of the other leaders, Jagmeet Singh, um, I felt the, his response did the exact opposite. It, it, uh, it was one that I felt looked out for those affected first. And all he was doing in his commentary was uh, trying to care for those who would be affected by this. I'm thinking about people going to school and work today, um, thinking about their prime minister in brownface and blackface and what that means for them. And that people think that this is not a big deal or something that is funny or to be laughed about. And that is acceptable. Um, I think that message is the wrong message to begin with to build trust. When uh, his uh, the other people in the party, and I've heard pundits on both sides of this, but I mean, there are his defenders today. And I, and I know you've seen and heard some of those, Emil. Uh, does that deepen the wound when people say it's no big deal, it was 18 years ago? It absolutely does. I think, you know, 2001 isn't that long ago. And, uh, you know, in the Aladdin costume incident, Justin Trudeau is 29 years old, who is someone who is employed as a teacher. This isn't uh, an incident where you're thinking about um, a child who doesn't know the difference between what is racist and what is not. Um, the blackface uh, incidents were in high school, and even then, um, we know what blackface and mitralzy is uh, and its impacts and what it continues to produce uh, in terms of insult and injury and dehumanization and abject humiliation. Um, I think we can't discount um, any responsibility on behalf of Justin Trudeau uh, because of how long ago it was. I, and I understand, you know, the, the, the rationalization some people are trying to come up, but I don't agree with it, but I can, I, I get where they're trying to be defensive. But I, a quick story, though, Emil. I mean, one of my favorite yeah. Christmas movies is called Holiday, and it's got Bing Crosby in it, and it's a wonderful story. But he, he plays an entertainer, and he, they're doing a tribute to Abraham Lincoln in the movie, and he uses blackface. And from the time I was a little boy, because that movie was made in 1942, and I, I used to watch it with my parents as I was growing up, every time that scene would come on, they'd say, but we don't do that anymore. That was bad. I got to figure that somebody had that conversation with little Justin Trudeau at some point as well. I would think so as well. Um, so I would presume that he knows it's bad, but I also appreciate that it was normalized and found to be something that uh, dominant groups seen as entertainment. Um, but that entertainment is experienced on the backs of those who are humiliated in its wake. We experience not only that abject form of humiliation, but we live it. We live it, like I said, in systemic and structural ways. So the worry is, you know, does this um, exemplify um, an inability to respond to those historical circumstances in context as we experience them today? And we also have to think about this complexity in relation to uh, other candidates, Andrew Scheer, Maxime Bernier, who take contemporary stances that are 
uh, anti-immigration um, that have ties to uh, white nationalist organizations um, and how those systemic issues relate to racism um, also tie into this groundwork that frames uh, how we engage in our responses to, to racism. Emil, uh, much more to come on this, and I'm sure we'll have more conversations in the days ahead. Thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. Emil Joseph, assistant professor at McMaster University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.